Hello, Dan Bowens here. Back in the summer of 2017, I walked into the tape room here at Fox 5. That's our archive area where we store old tapes with old newscasts, old stories, old crimes, including more than a few that have gone unsolved. And I thought these stories deserve to be heard again. And we are proud to say it is working. We have had great listener support, thank you, and we've also gained attention from some in local law enforcement who recognize the importance of a new form of media, podcasts like this, to keep these cases relevant and in the headlines. Another group that has recognized our work are bosses here at Fox 5 in New York City, and they want to turn some of our episodes into on-air stories. This is big for us, and it's a big job. As you know, a lot of our cases are decades old, so finding video, pictures, and new interviews is a challenge, but we are doing it. So far, we've gathered a few of our old cases, and we know which ones will be turned into TV stories. Those include the episode called Abe Liebwall, the Jewish Mother Teresa. That's one that will be featured. That case, you may remember, was about the popular owner of the 2nd Avenue Deli here in New York City who was killed. This time around, we visited his brother at one of the family's new delis that's been remade in Abe's legacy. The detectives are still working on that case. Greenwich Village got a shock, a brazen robbery in the middle of the day, and the victim turned out to be a man a lot of New Yorkers knew, the owner of the 2nd Avenue Deli. We knew him all well, too. All over town, they were saying Abe was a mensch. Everything changed. People lining up as they did most days, just finding out the owner of the 2nd Avenue Deli was killed. There is no respect for human life. There's no respect for somebody who, who tries. It's just in pursuit of the dollar or pursuit of the drug or whatever it may be. It just is, it's incredible. I know that there will come a time where we'll know who did it, they'll be convicted, and they'll get their justice. Our second case is actually our two-part episode, Sneakerhead, The Life and Death of Jamal Gaines. We spoke again to his mother and his sister. It's a closer look at this young man's life, his passion, and his murder inside his own store. That case happened about two years ago in Rawway, New Jersey. My brother died on a Sunday. The week before that, I told him, I said, Molly, you need to get a gun. It was not supposed to be this way, this talk about danger, the possibility of death. Jamal Gaines was an entrepreneur, and everyone called him Molly. He was a successful small business owner, living his dream. When I get to the door and I open the door, it felt like the world had, like, stopped. And I'm just, what's going on, my son? Where's my son? No one's saying anything, and it's a man police officer here and a woman police officer here. And I look at him, and I just look at him in my eyes, and I'm like, what's going on with my son? He's like, I'm sorry, your son is dead. And that brings us to the second update. We have a brand new case, it's a big one. A gruesome murder in Connecticut back in the 1980s. One of the two men convicted in this crime sending a letter to our office over the summer. It's addressed to me from a man named Ralph Birch. On the letter, the number 137220 next to his name, printed in the bottom corner of the letter, the words, quote, this correspondence originated from an inmate at a Connecticut correctional facility. My name is Dan Bowens, and this is the Tape Room Podcast, part of the Fox 5 Podcast Network. It's a series dedicated to revisiting some of the tri-state area's infamous and unsolved crimes. We think it's important to shed new light on these old cases. This time, the case of Ralph, Ricky Birch, and Sean Henning. 
Three decades after these two men were convicted of the brutal stabbing death of a senior citizen in New Milford, the Connecticut State Supreme Court is taking a second look at the case, the crime Ricky and Sean have always insisted they did not commit. From the letter Ricky wrote to me, quote, I'm not sure how much information you already have about the case, but both Sean Henning and myself were convicted in 1989 of a 1985 murder which neither one of us had anything to do with. Andy, his attorney, wrote that you are interested in doing a phone interview with me and suggested that I put you on my phone list. I am allowed to have 12 phone numbers on my list and am only allowed to make changes on the first full week of each month. Those are the rules inside prison. So he said, I will remove one number and add yours to my list. We'll now play you the first few minutes of this conversation, previewing the larger story we will be covering both on air in New York City and on the podcast. You'll hear first the operator connecting our call with Ricky from the Osborne Correctional Institution in Connecticut. Hello, this is a free call. An inmate at Osborne Correctional Institution is attempting to add you to their allowed number list. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. I'm glad we're able to link up. Rick, I, I just wanted to I wanted to ask you, Rick, t- tell me where you are and how long you've been there. Right now I'm at Osborne Correctional Institution. Um, I've been here since 2014. I came here in July 2014. When I, I became a level three, my level dropped in 2014 and I was transferred back here. Where were you before? Um, well, I started off here. I was here from 88, and when this was the level, this used to be the state prison. It used to be um, the maximum security prison in the state of Connecticut, the only one. Um, and I was here from 88 until uh, 94. And then I left here in 94 and went to McDougal when they turned this into a level three. They made Osborne into a level three and they shipped me to McDougal Correctional. And um, I was there until 2000. And then in 2000, they shipped 500 inmates down to Virginia to alleviate the overcrowding problem in Connecticut. And I was one of those that went there. I went to a level six supermax called Wallens Ridge in Virginia along with 400 and something other inmates. And I was there for about eight months. And then when I came back to Connecticut, I went to Cheshire for about a year. And then I went back to McDougal until, that was in 2001. Um, I went back to McDougal in 2001 and I was there until 2014 and then I came here. And if it's all right, I wanted to sort of take you back to December 1st, 1985. Um, how, how, how often do you think about that night? The night of December 1st isn't something that I have any kind of, like, great memory of because there was no, it wasn't nothing special. It was not a special night for me. It was just a night where I did dirt like I had done every, every day, you know, going to Danbury and coming back in a stolen car from New Hampshire and going to Danbury and looking for drugs and it was just another night in a long series of nights like that there wasn't any i mean i'm sure if i would have committed a murder i would have remembered all of the details (laughs) 
but it wasn't anything like that. It was just a bunch of the same thing that had happened in other days. So it kind of all blended together shortly after that. That's just one small piece of our interview with Ralph Ricky Birch, his case with Sean Henning. Their attorneys have already argued their case before the state Supreme Court in Connecticut that happened back in October. They're hoping to get an answer possibly in March. Our story is set to air in early January. If you have any questions or concerns or comments about the podcast, please hit me up on Twitter, at Dan Bowens, Fox 5. Thank you for listening. The Tape Room is part of the Fox 5 Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dan Bowens. This episode was recorded, edited, and mixed by Matt Onimus. Our executive producers are myself, Matt Onimus, and Ahmad Asgar. Byron Harmon is vice president of Fox 5 News, and Lou Leone is vice president and general manager. If you have any information regarding this crime, you are encouraged to call Crime Stoppers, 1-800-577-TIPS, 1-800-577-TIPS. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Tape Room.